All right, welcome, welcome everybody. Gonna get hit started here for the day. So, <clears throat> interestingly enough, right, I was talking about how essentially, right, all the numbers. If you've if you've viewed any studies, if you've uh, okay, if you've uh, pressed into the, the knowledge and the wisdom that's out there in the world at the foundation of all that. Well, there's God, right? And there's the ways of God, right? The ways that God set in place as the best ways for us as his children to follow, right? And so when you apply the ways of God to your life, when you discover them, right, it will be uh, oh, paralleled, right? You will parallel it to the highest forms of wisdom right <clears throat> interestingly enough right there is a uh, common denominator in life in existence where love is the root of all creation love is the foundation of existence itself that the lord god of israel hath set in place god placed love as the foundation of of all existence and so if you have love with you in your life right God the God of love and love or just one or the other you're gonna be a lot better off than if you don't right and as Christians right we go with God right God is our first and foremost God is the first commandment he is who we serve above all other things in existence this is because Christians love God and uh, that may sound pretty simple right it may sound pretty easy right but here's the thing about love love cannot just like the state of Christianity cannot be merely expressed in words it is not saying I'm Christian that makes you Christian you cannot just say hey I'm Christian and you're automatically Christian that's not how it works right Christ talks about abiding in me right if you abide in me you will bear much fruit and so like the state of christian cannot be professed merely in words in like manner in the same way the word love cannot be expressed in mere words right it just isn't love it's not the full meaning of love if you're just expressing it in words it must be combined with action and words, right? All the aspects of love, the depths, the fullness, the fullness of the, the fullness of the measure of the word love implies more of a unity, a symbiosis between action and words, right? Living for each other. We're going to build something together. We're gonna to build something meaningful right and while love is often used to imply or indicate romance not always right and that's important right our society has totally gotten to uh focused on using the word love for just romantic purposes but love right it's not always romantic and indeed right true love actual love does not only solely have romantic aspects it has many other aspects in it right 
I love you. I'm willing to bleed for you. I'm willing to sweat for you. I'm willing to work for you. I'm willing to die for you, right? And so as Christians, we're called to love God in this sort of fully committed, fully surrendered, well thought through meaning and interpretation of the word love itself, right? Where we are reading the ways of God and putting them into practice, right? God is saying, hey, well, uh, don't use coarse language, right? And uh, don't use coarse language, right? And so we as loving Christians, we say, okay, God, no problem. I'll, I'll stay off coarse language to the best of my abilities, right? It's okay if you slip every now and then, but it's not okay to just fully disregard it and say, well, I don't care if God says that, right? And this is the same, you can, this is, uh, well, you can sort of see this in many uh, relationships, right? If you love your friend, you're going to care about what they think. You're going to care about their feelings, right? So if they say, hey, you know, could you not do this? I'm sort of sensitive. I really don't like it when someone uses this type of word or when someone's sort of uh, disrespectful to this sort of people, whatever, right? Uh <clears throat> That's love. It's genuinely caring about them. It's genuinely loving them. And so as Christians, we're called to genuinely love God, right? And that is a lot harder than most people think, right? Everybody likes to say, right, oh yeah, I'm Christian or things like that. But you have to love God in order to be Christian. And it is a it's a practice, right? You're not just... Um, instantly falling into step with God and, and his ways. No, God's ways are sort of foreign to the ways of mankind. We might not really fully understand it, right? But for example, God out of love in the fullness of the word has instructed us, has commanded us, has given us, us the ways that he wants us to live within, right? The boundaries in which you can live and still call yourself Christian. And he has also set those things that are outside Christianity, that are opposite to God, for Christians uh, to know and stay away from, and the boundaries for Christians to know and to stay within, right? These commands were given by God out of love. God is a God of love that you can trust, that you can put your faith in. So understanding that is very, very important, right? When God is telling us, hey, don't use coarse language, you might not get it. You might say, uh, well, so, well, I guess I, I better not. But so, uh, interestingly enough, if you study those numbers, if you look into the wisdom behind just that, those few words, right, don't use coarse language, there is wisdom there, right? The studies show that people who choose who sort of limit their uh, the, the amount that they swear or refuse to use curse words, right? They are forced, their minds are forced to seek other words and thus expand their vocabulary, right? And it is uh, statistically proven, studies have shown that people who use uh, curse words, they have more limited vocabularies, etc., than people who do not, right? And so this is one of the, the bits of wisdom that's contained within the Bible. 
And that wisdom is seeped into every aspect of creation, right? There is not one billionaire nor millionaire who has ever become successful or hyper successful without putting the ways of God into practice. And if you look throughout history, that's true, statistically, right? Uh, if you look uh, how communities, how nations, how families live together, commune together, right? Love each other, stay, stay together, right? They're, how families are building those lives that we love, we love to be part of, we love to love our life, right? Uh, if you look at what the methods that these successful nations have used to uh, gain so much power in the world, for example, for example, Europe, right? Uh, Europe used the ways of Christianity to become one of the world's most successful nations, right? The United States used the ways of Christ, used the ways of the Bible to build the most successful nation for over a hundred years straight now, right? On the dollar bill, it says something quite fascinating. It says, in God we trust. And lo and behold, there is God working things together, knitting things together for us behind the scenes, whether we know it or not, right? That is the power of God to work invisibly most of the time or sort of obfuscate himself so where, to the point where God is hard to see, right? You can see God and indeed, right, man will go out and look at the night sky and say, to the glory of God, etc., etc. But sometimes it is difficult to see God working and moving in our lives. But lo and behold, just like love itself, you may not always be able to see it, but it's always there, right? And there are many other things like this, right, that are, are forces that are moving within our lives that we can't always see, but are always there. The air, the wind, etc., right? And so... <clears throat> Understanding that God goes with us, God goes before us, and never leaves us, never will God leave us, never will he forsake us, right? It's important. It should create an atmosphere of safety, an atmosphere, an inner being, an inner state of peace, confidence, love, right? You Love is the most important thing in all existence. Without love, you cannot have a life that you love. If you do not love your dream, you're not going to get it, right? Because you're not going to spend your entire life chasing something that you hate, right? <sighs> love is what inspires us. It, what, it is what stirs us into action to go and pursue, chase down a dream. Something that fascinates you fascinates you because part of you loves it or is passionate about it and passion is a derivative of a love and so understanding that day in and day out the teachings of the bible were created fashioned formed and written for our own benefit to benefit our lives it gets a lot easier to start following them it gets a lot easier to start obeying them and with God right while while some of the practices while some of the asks right while some of the asks 
of God upon our lives are difficult, once you know that God loves you fully, that God wants that incredible life for you, and he has given you the roadbook unto that incredible life, it gets a lot easier to surrender, to step out on the waters of faith and walk with God where he will tell you to go no matter what. It may be scary, right? Many of the asks, many of the things that God asked his prophets to do were scary, right? Their lives were going to be in jeopardy by doing them. And some of the prophets, right, they knew this, right? They knew, hey, that road that God is sending me down, hey, that pathway, that battlefield that God is sending me to or sending me down, right? My life is going to be in jeopardy. I could die. See, but the prophets, they knew that they had God. They knew that God had delivered them before in the past. Like many of us today here know that God has delivered us in the past. And God will not start failing now. He is not a God of failure, but the God of all victory. Right? The, these ways that God has gifted to us as his servants... When you put them into practice, right, your life will flourish. Abundance will be your portion. Love will find you, right, etc. Any area of despair or lacking, any area that you feel is lacking in your life, when you apply an accurate, the accurate Christian covenant to it, it will begin to flourish and grow. As, guard, as Adam in the Garden of Eden flourished with God at his side, so too do we. And understanding this is extremely important, right? Now, it doesn't mean that uh, God's covenant is going to be easy, right? God's covenant, it's not always the easiest thing, right? There's some tall asks in God's covenant, right? There's some... Uh, ways that seem foreign to us that it will take some practicing that will take some effort to bring ourselves out of alignment with human nature and into alignment with the realms and the ways of the divine god's holy ways it takes some practice but each day that you step closer to that alignment things start to line up your life starts to get pretty incredible right you start getting happier. You start feeling better. Your future starts looking a lot brighter, right? As I said before, there is not one person who ever achieved success without, in one way or another, practicing some of the ways of God, right? So understanding that, it's very, very important. It's the beginning of wisdom, according to Solomon, right? And that is why, right, 40% of the earth calls themselves Christian. That is why 80% of all creation professes that there is a God, right? And uh, I, I wonder if that, that statistic isn't closer to 100%, much closer to 100%. Uh, because when you ask people, right, it's very, very few who say, no, I've never seen anything I've never seen anything that made me sort of think there might be something more out there. Almost never do you get that. You get the un unbelievers. They don't want to believe. You get the, the fringe belief people. You get the mainstream people. But the, 
people who are just 100% no, I've never seen anything. They're extremely rare. I think I've probably met like one or two of them in my entire life, right? You'll, you'll hear people say they're atheists, but then you'll hear them talk about other things. And anyways, uh, right. But understanding, right? God is not some small God. He is out there. He is seeking you, us, his children to come home, to lead us home so that he can lead us into that life of abundance and love. But if you won't come, right, there's not much God can do, right? That is the burden. That is the crux of free will, right? That is what you were gifted by God when you were born. Free will itself, the ability to disobey God himself, right? And so <clears throat> understanding that, right, God is a good shepherd. He's trying to lead us home, but we have to follow, right? Uh, Right, the reasons that are behind biblical, uh, the wisdom behind biblical scriptures, it's sometimes hard to see. Sometimes you have to press into it. Sometimes you have to actually live it for a while to understand the wisdom behind it. But that is just, right, it's God calling you out on the waters, right? It's, it's how everything works in all existence, right? If you never go swimming, you'll never know what it, what it is like to swim, etc., etc., right? But by swimming, you can gain more wisdom than just learning how to swim, right? And understanding this is important as we press into our covenants, as you press into God, that God of love, who is asking us to be very loving, to let love not just be talked about in our lives, but be the focus, the center of a church, the center of the people, each and every one of us in that church, right? And understanding why that is, it's quite profound. When you see a community of people that aren't really the greatest together, don't be shocked if you see it's the community sort of struggling. And going through hardship after hardship. But when you press into that covenant, you press into that love and unity, saying, you know, I wouldn't do anything that would ruffle your hairs because I love you. I want I want you to build with me. I want us to work together. That is when the human nature starts getting out of the way so that you can build something a lot bigger and a lot more important than just one man's dream, right? That is how vision has come into existence. It's how nations come into existence. Not just a business, right? One man can build a business, but it takes a group of men to build a nation. It takes a whole lot of people to build a nation. And the only way, right, that community or society gets along is by loving each other, actually caring for each other, etc. So understanding this is very important when you start to walk through the days of your life and you're choosing what emotions, what words pour out of your mouth, etc. Are you going to choose to bless and edify people like the Bible instructs and reap the harvest of God? Or are you going to practice some other ways and yield a, a, less, a less abundant harvest or even right a negative harvest right and uh so understanding that is important right 
that we as Christians were 70, God is 70 to 90% just love. Actually, genuinely caring about each other. Actually, genuinely thinking about each other. And it, what's so fascinating is you can, you can research all this business. You can research all this, uh, you know, business networking, all this communication, all this XYZ, right? But when you start pressing into the realms of the divine, oh, this is... When you start to grasp what, what can be created if mankind is willing to lay down mankind's ways, it's a lot more, it's a lot bigger, it's a lot greater than what mankind can accomplish with just their ways, right? At the Tower of Babylon, mankind wanted to build a, a tower, a spire that would reach the heavens, right? And this offended God, right? And God struck mankind with uh, tongues, right? He made them all speak different languages, right? And at that point, mankind, it reverted into states of fear, states of confusion, states of man, right? Now, if mankind had have laid down those states of confusion, those states of fear and distrust, etc., right? Those states of trying to take advantage of each other, those states of trying to get ahead of each other so much, right? Instead of trying to make situations a win-lose, if they had laid down those ways, right, it wouldn't have taken long for mankind to figure out some kind of uh, dialogue or some kind of language that we could have used to keep on building something, whatever it was, right? And understanding that's really important because God's ways are the divine ways. And when you start putting them into practice, right, you can accomplish practically anything you set your mind to. In fact, the Bible says that when two or more Christians set their minds to a task out there in existence, it will be done for them by God. They will accomplish the task. And that's, that's a pretty big promise, right? Uh, an understanding, right, that, that God is willing. He is able, willing and able to guide you day in and day out to the steps that you would need to take to accomplish anything, right? That is just starting to get into the realms of divine love, divine commitment, divine divinity, <laughs> God himself, right? And understanding that's very, very important, right? So I think that's uh, where I'm going to end the stream for the day, guys blessings on you all. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day.